Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is John Janik, Paul Janik, Chris Hake, The Wallet, from Moneybag Sodas, and you're listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast. Yeah, yeah. Tom and Zeus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. This is Gene Simmons. Put that cookie down. Yes. Stop pressing the button. Star Broker Simmons. Star? Stop shouting! He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fans? Stop it. Why? Because fuck That's what Yes. Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 241. Ace Fraley, S-I-O-L biography. Now, if we were just going to call it Ace Fraley, like, profile, like, member, band member profile, like we've done in the past, we're scared that people are going to be like, oh, you have Ace on. You got Ace on. I know. They didn't call me this week. I, I had things to do. Just regular biography. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be too much fucking probably be, Ace Oh, fucking Ace. The whole episode is going to be Ace. Impression. <laughs> this is just an excuse to just do Ace. Not that, not, that we need, not that we need an excuse. <laughs> Back in junior high, I climbed the Alps. It's a big fan of a seesaw. <laughs> I once swam the Rio Grande. <laughs> Her and... name is Rio. <laughs> Wrong thing. Oh, man. All right. So um, last week, we got all sorts of feedback. We did an album review, Sonic Boom, which was amazing. We're going to get to the poll. But I've got to, I mean, we, I just posted something. That was me, not Tom. That was like, I'm fucking real. Oh, yeah. But, we, yeah, but let's be, let's, we always talk before we post anything up that's going to be. So, yeah, it's, I, I, but this is primarily something that you want to get off your chest. I get, I get it off my chest by bitching to Zeus. And then, yeah. and then, and then we'll determine if we're going to bitch publicly like we are now. Yeah. I just, I am just fucking tired of this shit. So 
you've had this thought like, dude, look at this shit. Tell me this is a coincidence. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then you'd be like, okay, you sent me a couple today. And I'm like, nope, you're right. There's no way. There's just way too much fucking copying going on. All of a sudden, some big fucking uh, account has to say, hey, what do you guys think about uh, Sonic Boom? Really? Yep. Really? Then somebody else then somebody else puts on a poll. Hey, where do you guys rank Asylum amongst the studio albums? So what do you what, so these people you just you listen to our episodes and then that's how you that's how you then get your content is I mean now again, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery and if you people are listening to us right now thinking that we're stroking our own dicks, maybe we are, I don't care. I don't but it's I don't believe I don't I don't I don't believe in coincidences. I just yeah. don't. It's it's fucking aggravating between all the fucking coming soon's or the fake new different ways they're doing coming soon's, which podcasts and other shows were never doing before. To right. the oh yeah, now we're gonna get merch. Yeah, let's uh fucking put things on like this. Oh, let's try a Patreon. Let's do this. Let's do it, dude. Just fucking do your own shows, and it's it's not fucking something that we can. It's it's not deniable. When you have shows that have been around for years and never done this shit, and all of a and sudden then they now, start right. All of a sudden they're doing very similar things. Yep. Just have your own fucking uh, like have some self respect. We don't see like somebody had a, a good episode. Uh, let's say we are uh, three sides of the coin had a good episode, and they had. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. Uh, they had uh, the the Joyce fucking Biowitz in them. Remember when they did and they had the son for spin, of Neil yeah, for spinning spinning gold. I had no problem with that. I watched the episode. That's a fucking great get. Congratulations. You still eat fucking sandwiches while you're fucking doing your show. That doesn't change anything, but that's a good get. And I tip my hat to them. We didn't fucking all of a sudden say, hey, yeah, what did you think of this episode? Uh, uh, this part of the movie and jump in. On their fucking dialogue that they've started on social media that has gotten some clicks and some conversation going in the kiss world. We didn't just try to fucking hijack or insert ourselves into that shit. The fuck are people doing here? Because they're feeling the pulse of the kiss conversations and like, oh, oh, I didn't realize this particular topic was so controversial but it seems like it is i'm gonna jump in because that'll get me interaction that'll get me followers that'll get me votes yeah and 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 before fucking any you douche fours fucking come up to us and oh what so you think only you can talk about it? no no but have no. your own fucking self-respect you Again. know what you're fucking doing when you do that i'm not talking about the fucking guy with five followers barely goes on the internet all of a sudden goes hey uh, you know i was thinking about asylum today and i wanted to talk about it no i'm not talking about that i'm talking the ones who know what they're fucking doing We're oh i see everyone pe- talking about this on shout out loudcast let me try to get people to talk about it with me yeah oh, i'm God. talking about the people i'm talking about the people that comment or interact on our social media and then all of a sudden they're putting out their own polls and they're putting out their own comments. And it's like, look, again, like Zeus said, before you come after us saying that people can't, you can, of course, you guys can do. Look, I'm not going to turn this into a freedom of speech thing, but freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequence. You can do anything you want, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to fucking start bitching about it like we are right now. Yes, the fucking have some self-respect. 
when you're the like original, taking the ideas creative. or taking fucking concepts. Oh, how about if we do it like this? But we'll call it this. I like what they're doing, but let's do this way. Yep. Really? Yep. Just enough of the shit. Just fucking tired. Have some self-respect. Get your own fucking listeners. Figure it out your own way. Well, how do I do this? I mean, they have stuff. And another thing, half of you fucking idiots. <laughs> well, go ahead. I love it. Welcome, new listeners. <laughs> half of you fucking idiots don't know how to have a sense of humor. Seriously. Either you don't fucking get it or you throw out things that are just, you know, they're not funny. And and the worst part about it is, it's when we get somebody that you don't know us. It's one thing for fucking America's least favorite realtor to throw a jab. We yeah, have we a relationship with you. I don't need some fucking putts I've never talked to. Hey, you two fucking shitheads. Uh, your opinion yep. sucks. Uh, like, dude, I, okay. Yeah, no one expect me no, to be no, your buddy no, now. Yeah, no surprise you're from Boston, you pieces of shit. What? Who the fuck are you? Just what? Go fuck yourselves. Really? Eat a fucking hairy dick with pubes that get caught in your teeth that make you choke at night every time around the same time, maybe around 1130, 11.32. <laughs> pull those pubes out of your mouth. No, don't pull them out. Take them bag- off, babe. <laughs> bag of dick eating fucking <laughs> pussies. Sorry. Fucking copying bullshit. <laughs> People with no sense of fucking humors don't know how to do it. Oh, what makes you think so funny? I don't know. You're fucking listening to us now. Maybe that's a fucking hint. Moron. <laughs> oh, duh, duh. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know it's been a, it's been a while since we went on this rant I because just... everything because it kind of it stopped for a while. I know we've had a conversation like this maybe a year ago or six eight months ago, and 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 because it was just fucking rampant every time we turned around, it was like oh let's use change this word and or or just tweak this thing. And oh, it's like coming soon. Oh look yeah. what's coming up. Oh hint, we're doing this really. You've been on for fucking 80 years. You've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's come up with catchphrases. Really? Really? Yep. Oh, fuck hey. yourself, seriously. And, and, and all that shit, it just, the, the horrible sense of humor is just not funny. You, or we don't know you, so that, that, I can't take that. It's just, but honestly. The, that, that's, that's the fucking internet. Those are the internet trolls. They want to oh, well, plus, plus they, I mean, obviously we're not giving them names because we're not going to fucking give them the oxygen that they need to live, but that, that's what happens. They, they want to be, look again, we love the show. We love the fans. We love the audience. We want to keep the yourself. show going and keep it growing. But yeah, fuck these people. You know, you know what? Fuck you, all of you. <laughs> this and is you know our last show. And you know what it is? There's a fine divide between our listeners and our social media followers. Oh, the social media no, think, falls a lot. No, there's a huge no idea. No, well, no, who the fuck are you, divide. Chief? Dude, it's my show. What do you mean? Who am I to talk? There's not a fine divide. There's a huge fucking chasm between the listeners of the show and the people that are on our social media. I just it fucking aggravates me, and it gets me to this point where I'm yep. just releasing all this bullshit about all these fucking shit bags. As I as we grew up calling them in college, hey, hey, hey shit bag. Bag. 
shit back. Just annoying fucks that just like, what the fuck am I doing? Fuck this. That's it. I'm done. It's early. Maybe this should be called our fall Festivus because we're a few months early for Festivus right now. I I tell you, and this is part of the problem. You said this. The bigger the show will get, the more fucking shitbags we're going to attract. And and this is the kind of shit that we're getting. Either people that are copying something that seems to work for us or people who have no sense. First of all, when we did that whole, when I put up the whole Sonic Boom is better than Asylum, this and that. I fucking kind of told you people, if you take this too seriously, you are a, and I can't put it out there because then fucking the police will come after me if I put Kiss Art on the fucking internet. That That's what it is. You're a fucking Kiss Art if you can't take the joke. It's an opinion. You don't like it? Fuck off. I don't need to like what you say about songs, but you like a song really a lot. The ones that fucking clamor and tell me like, our, our our couple of the year uh, nominees, uh, Tally says, my kid, my dog is named Shandy. And I want to say that fucking poor dog should sue you. But she enjoys that song so much. She named her pet after it. Who the fuck am I to tell her? Like, to like be upset about, oh, oh what are you talking about? How could you name your dog that? You should have named him Christine 16. Like, well, Zeus, Zeus <laughs> named his cat Stand. And I think that's terrible, but that's okay. But that's just it. That the, the, they can't take an opinion to get a conversation started and have a sense of humor about it and talk about it in a fun way. Because believe me, there are plenty of you that know how to do it right. Plenty of you, but there is a plethora of you that are fucking morons, have no sense of humor, don't get shit, have no way but other than be a miserable fuck. What the fuck are you talking about? That's the worst fucking album of all time. You must be fucking crazy. How can you be a Kiss fan? Dude, what the fuck? Get over yourselves. Fucking babies. Pussies. Losers. Fucking whiners, kiss tards, and copiers. A bunch of you go fuck yourselves. I'm done. Fucking Mike blew up from yelling into it too much. Let's see if any of this makes it onto the episode of Tom goes, you got to take that out. You can't leave that in. Let's- oh, I'm not going to say anything. When Zeus goes back and edit, he's going to be like, I got to take that out. <laughs> but this is what we do. We purge. I feel better getting this shit off my chest and getting up here. And and the fucking shitbags, they don't listen. The ones that... No, oh, no. no. Oh, this is the fucking stupidest thing. Oh, clickbait above. Really? How about running guy, a fucking podcast for all these years doing this shit only for clickbait? How about how about the, how about the guy? I, I, I probably get it, maybe cover it in feedback, but this guy's like, been listening to these clowns for 20 minutes. They haven't even started <laughs> talking about Sonic Boom yet. <laughs> Your first time listening. Dude, have you ever listened to a podcast? No podcast on planet Earth gets right to the topic at all. It doesn't matter if it does or it doesn't. It's our show. If you do not like the way we do our show, you do not have to listen. Go, go onto YouTube, figure out how to run your own fucking show, and then you put an episode together about Sonic Boom. And then you and your blow buddy can jerk off all over each other and go, oh, we just did Sonic Boom. Wow. Congratulations. There you go. All right. Want to get back to the feedback? 
Sure. Let's get into feedback for all our lovely listeners who we just probably lost about maybe 80 to 90% of them, but that's okay. Let's go to the poll. What did we do this week? As usual with our album reviews, favorite song, four options, Say Yeah, Modern Day Delilah, Stand, and Dangerous. Now, Zeus, you're going to be thrilled with these results. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Now, I'm mind tell you, you why. Tom and I had this own little personal thing about Stand and, and uh, Dangerous. I don't think that the the popular opinion is that those are the top four songs, but we no, no, put no, them no. in there because right. we kind of want to see what they would do against each yeah. other. Yeah. Just people to compl- let you guys know. Yeah. People complain that we didn't have any gene songs. In there, and then if there was one that was worth listening to, maybe we would, but that's okay. Uh, no, it's not no. true. I know. Uh, so modern day Delilah crushes the poll 62%. No surprise. Say, yeah, comes in at 21. No real surprise. The surprise for me. Uh huh. Dangerous comes in last. Yes. By a fraction of a point. So again, we said this not long ago. When you're looking at Twitter on the app, there's no fractions. It rounds it to the whole number. If you're looking at Twitter on a PC or a Mac or or, or a computer, it breaks down the fractions. Stand got 8.6%. Dangerous got 7.9%. So technically, it's a victory for Stand. So let's see what uh, you people had to say about this. The Metal Oasis podcast with our buddy uh, Adam. Say yeah by a mile. It's anthemic and the rasp in Paul's voice is a weathered testament to the millions of people Kiss have inspired in their career. Dude, I love your podcast and I love you and your co-host. That is like the most hallmark sappy shit I've ever heard in my entire life. So Paul's voice sucks. That's a testament to the people. Come on, dude. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, that's your blow buddy i'm surprised you're criticizing him uh, he's not my blow buddy because i five five well, fucking usually light. gives you uh verbal fellatio every time we read his comments well, oh, now he's giving oh, now he's giving me oh, a verbal your now metallic he's me a, opinion oh, oh. Now he's, <laughs> i love when zeus makes fun of the bands i like but if i said oh the eagles are you do like them now yeah, but wait a minute. It. But wait save a minute. It. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, here we go. I'm not saying about the members. I'm, I'm giving. I'm joking. I like Adam. I'm just giving. Of, shit of course, because Adam course. seems to favor Tom and give him verbal fellatio well, every time we read his feedback. To well, Tom. now he's giving me a verbal rectal thermometer with that comment, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Gerald Rosenberg says I will take stand over gut to choose any day of the week. I, okay, I don't know how that became a comparison. <laughs> Then he got. <laughs> I think those are great... two of your f- least favorite songs, too. Yeah, they're not good. Yeah, they're not good. Then this is a great comment. This is somebody that listens to the show and pays attention to the very end. By the way, when will Tom post a selfie with his new cello? <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to the end of the episode if you're not familiar with what that is. <laughs> Stuart H. This is a dare, right? Somebody dared you to include Dangerous, didn't they? Come on, I'm right, aren't I? Oh, uh, what's the matter with Dangerous? Okay. Fucking and... horrendous. I'm I'm I would nominate that for worst kiss phrase of all time. <laughs> danger me, danger you, danger us. How That's dare you? How horrendous. dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Oh god. Uh Chuck hashtag fire Ray Anderson. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I remember being excited to hear new music. It became disappointing after listening to this album. 
I think Tommy's song isn't bad and like Russian roulette just for the sound. Don't get me going on the lyrics. Great episode as always. By the way, anybody seen Richie? <laughs> we did at the Comic-Con at the Horror on this week. Listen to Dorm Damage that dropped on uh, on Wednesday the 13th. You'll hear about that. Okay, here's a good one from MD. That lyric in, <laughs> that lyric in Russian Roulette immediately made me think of this, except this song is actually good. Put your left foot out, keep it all in place. Work your way right into my face. First, you try to bet me, you make my backbone slide. <laughs> what is up with everybody doing backbone shit? <laughs> oh, my God. Stroke me, stroke oh, me. Oh, Jesus Christ. But that uh, good stuff on Twitter. Tons of feedback this week. So, but that that's some Twitter stuff. Facebook had over 124 comments, Tom. And I think they were probably evenly split between how the fuck is this last and how is this better than Asylum? Oh, my God. Mick Watkins. Baby, it's time to take off your clothes. Take off, babe. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking stupid. I and love it. so Gene Simmons. I it, fucking love it. It's fantastic. Kevon Japson. Oh. Giggity, 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 giggity. Now. If you want to talk about a fucking great listener and a great friend, he went out to go meet Twisted Sisters D. Snyder at a book signing for his book, Frats, Go Get It. Yep. And he wore a Shout It Out Loud cast shirt. Yep. And he told us, he texted us to us, and he said that D was like, hey, I love those guys. And yep. he wanted to tell us that he loved the show and he had a great time on there. They, and then uh, Kevin took a picture with him, and then the police arrested him as he was trying to hump D's leg. Yep. But Kevin, you are the fucking man. We all yeah, love we love Kevin. we love Kevin. Kevin's great. Kevin's great, and he's even better, Tom, because of his comment here. Of course he is, because he probably likes stand. But go ahead. <laughs> what a great day! Got to meet D Snyder today and listen to probably the funniest episode yet. Oh God! I was laughing in line by myself, thinking. Should I just walk up to D and say, take him off, babe? <laughs> Holy shit, I'm still laughing. I'm right with Zeus. Ugh. And Tom is crazy. Stand is awesome. And Dangerous is fucking awful. I love Sonic Boom besides that turd of a song. Jesus Christ, guys, I'm still laughing. Hilarious. I have to listen again. Good. You you can hang out with Jepson and talk about your love of Stan and how the earth is flat. All right. <laughs> I'm not doing the last <laughs> No way. Ron Barchowski. Oh. Hilarious review of Sonic Poop. When I listen to this album, I feel like I'm being ear fucked by Bob Marker's microphone. Oh god. I especially agree with Tom about Stan. The yep. song that sounds like something Paul and Gene would listen to. While they mouth pump each other. Oh, Jesus Christ. This album is an overall steaming bowl of fuck. My ass could have written a better kiss album with one cheek tied behind my balls. <laughs> See, that's the creativity kind of shit that we love. That's good. Yeah. Stephen Wood. While everyone is throwing out hot takes. When Lightning Strikes is the best song in the album, and Tommy should have been doing that song live since 2009. Why not? It could have been his signature song. 
Uh, Sonic Boom is better album than Asylum, and here's why. I don't need another fucking ridiculous answer about something that's ridiculous. And I can't afford to be made to look ridiculous. ridiculous. (laughs) You get the hell out of here. While Tears Are Falling is the best song off either album for me, nothing, I mean, nothing on Sonic Boom is worse than the worst tracks off Asylum. I agree with Zeus. I can listen to Sonic Boom all the way through with no skips, but I can't say that about Asylum. And I feel bad for our good friend West Beach because I was really shitting on his song, Love's a Deadly Weapon. Uh, I will tell you, Wes, I do like the way Quarantine did that version. So it is a good song, just not the way Kiss put it on Asylum. Sorry, buddy. Yep. It's okay. John Whitman, or is it White Man? I don't know. John, you got to tell us. Uh, the porn and gangly insist emails in the back of the book segment. He got that, Tom. <laughs> he gets that nice. <laughs> We're a far better listen than most of Sonic Boom. <laughs> However, Modern Day Delilah is their best post-revenge song by a mile. Glad you like that. Oh, wow. Okay. In the back of the book segment. Exactly. Yes. Don Johnson from, I guess, uh, Miami Vice. Stand and Yes, I Know are the only tracks worth listening to. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, Your buddy's over at... uh, Pot of Thunder and, and, and Charles fucking Don't Call Me Mark Eaton uh, are big fans of Danger Us, Tom. Yes. Ken Olsen says, All for the Glory was playing on ESPN right after it came out. Best song on the album. Really? That entire, verify that? That entire message needs to be deleted. I can't believe what I just heard. Yeah, I don't know if that's accurate, but if someone can verify, that'd be great. If I ever uh, watched ESPN, I could maybe agree with them, but I have no idea what's going on there. Dude, remember when I, when I had the season tickets to the Sox and we'd always go up to the clubhouse main area? Yeah, yes. And we'd always run into them. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> oh god graham richley quite possibly the best album review episode ever oh my god as you finally yeah i think he's saying the album review not yeah no album. no 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 i get no no i got it i got it as finally you guys have such diverging views guess what you are both right stand is horrendous <laughs> And Dangerous is just as bad. Oh, what? Ruined by ridiculous lyrics. But overall, I lean towards Zeus's summary. This is a fun Kiss album and better than Asylum. I'm telling you, I said this. Way overrated. Exactly, Graham. Asylum is overrated. All right. All right. When did this thing, when did this happen where in order to prop up one album, we need to shit on another. When did that become a thing? Tom, we were ranking these, and I had to put this, and I put this just above Asylum. That's where this came a discussion. So it became Sonic Boom versus Asylum. It wasn't just random. I just picked an album that I said, right, right. let's compare it. But that's why I, I, never, I never I never, realized there was a boom cult out there. Never. There's <laughs> no, not a boom cult. It's oh, just, there's a boom cult out there. There's, there's me and that's it. 
If you told me four years ago when we started this podcast that there would be a group of people, including my friend and co-host, who thinks Sonic Boom is better than Asylum, I would say there's no way. Asylum is very overrated. Again, it's a Kiss album, so it's great. First of all, but it's Zeus, overrated in the Kiss every, discography. Let, let's be serious. We've been doing this show for so long. Everything Kiss does is overrated. Yeah, but I'm just saying, as it's ranking in the discography, it's very overrated. It's okay. not that high, in my okay. opinion. And it's still a fucking awesome album because it's Kiss. And I would also like to jump in very quickly. I know we're in the middle of feedback. We said this last week. I have Sonic Boom ranked last. I still love like half that album. Okay, it's not it's an unlist- it's it's not an unlistenable album. It's just something's got to be last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Anyways, Tommy rocks this album when Lightning Strikes is probably the best song on here, closely followed by Nobody's Perfect. Loved it, guys. All right, I'm not this guy, but somebody named Four Moan put Sonic Boom over Revenge. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going I that far. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm not. I can't. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have a cramp. I can't do it. <laughs> Ryan Courtney Cronin Kulik fucking Simmons, <laughs> Rodham Clinton fucking Marjorie Taylor Green fucking. I don't know. Uh, Scott. Wow, this episode surprised me with your overall opinions, rankings, and thoughts on the cover. Songs I thought you guys would hate, you liked, and vice versa. Stand and Dangerous are both terrible, but I'd rather listen to Dangerous. Your album reviews are the best. I can't believe it's nearing the end. He's right. Entering your 50th in 2024, will you guys do revisited album reviews? Hilarious, polarizing episode. Maybe the best album review yet. Wow. I would say this. We will finish next year probably all the albums. Yep. Right. And if yep. that's the case, we have a plan to revisit a lot of the albums. We have yep. a lot of different ideas coming up. We will probably have guest people come on to break down albums again, yep. see yep. if something's overrated, see where if we ranked it properly, see if it went up against a different album, see if uh, we uh, want to throw it out the window, all sorts of shit. Yeah. Plenty of stuff to do. So. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Just because we get to our final Kiss album review does not mean we're never going to talk about them again. Believe me, there's going to be a lot of fun things to do with those. One door closes, another opens. Right. One person rips us off, someone else will too. I mean, guys, we have a lot of great fucking loudcaster comments here. Yeah, it's a a lot. It's too much. It's too much. I can't get to it all, guys. I'm sorry. So if I skip through it, I mean, we don't when we do these, um, when we do feedback, I literally open up. Okay, here's Facebook for Loudcast. Oh, here's Facebook group uh, stuff. Here's comments on YouTube. And as we record, I look through it. I don't prep the comments. I want it to be natural reaction to what Tom reads for me to have it and for him to have it when I read my comments yep. and we pick and choose. And sometimes we skip over your posts and I regret it because it's hilarious, but sometimes we don't mm-hmm. over on loudcasters, our buddy, Joey Romanik, America's second uh, favorite couple on shout out loudcast <laughs> loudcasters looking for the perfect gift for one half of your favorite podcasting duo. Look no further. Is it a cameo from Tom Byron? 
No. <laughs> Autograph photo of Seika? I don't know. The, is that a porn lady? Ooh, Seika. Yeah, she's an old school porn star. Oh, man. Uh, not a chance. It's a jarred fart from America's favorite 2000s pop princess, Britney Spears. How Sexist dare Tom you? Gelati, How da- Shout out loudcast. I will not stand for this on the show. We will not be having Britney ridicule. That's not. No. Nope. Not happening. She's, she's very gassy, Tom. I am not going to tolerate just, this anymore. I just, I just wish, like, somebody's like one of our listeners ever runs into go, "Hey, Brittany, Brittany, are you are you still lactose intolerant or anything?" What? Why? Well, yeah, heard you have a gas problem. Who the fuck is people? Stop it! Ooh, I guess. <laughs> that's what that song actually. I mean, that's what that's what. Oops, I did it again. Is about. That's what that's what that's what she shit her pants again. Oops, I did it again. Got skid marks. Ooh, excuse me, assistant. Can you get me a new thong? This one's got all shit stains on. Oh my god! You know what I love about this? I can't wait for someone to be like, these guys said they were going to talk about Ace Freely. Now they're just bitching about their listeners and talking about Britney shit herself. What are they going to get to the topic? If people are still listening to us at this point, you know, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good <laughs> you know what I wish? I wish we, I wish we could have one. Of, I, if, if this was like live, you could see the listeners going up and down as, yes. the, as the show progresses. The, the fat head di- fucking what's his name there? Ooh, uh, Frank Luntz. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh all you want. The, do you remember the, when I was on his show? Yeah. Do with the dial, the <laughs> dial shit. I was on, and I have the YouTube clip. People, <laughs> I know. I was a Democrat. I was on the night that Scott Brown became the senator of Massachusetts, and it killed Obamacare because they were going to vote for it. And the fact that he, Martha Coakley, who was fucking horrendous as a Democrat, Terrible. lost, and because I was a Democrat and I voted for Scott Brown. They loved me. I was on Fox and Hannity and fucking I remember Neil Cavuto because yeah. of Frank Luntz's group. I was on yep. that live. I had family members all over the fucking country call me up. What the fuck are you doing? Yep. Yep. I and uh, he was really nice. Uh, anyway, but he um he used to do that words matter shit all the time. Oh, Frank Luntz There's another Fred Flintstone pumpkin head guy. <laughs> What, Dick Morris? <laughs> that fucking cartoon <laughs> character, fucking side talker. Fucking sausage fingers. <laughs> and then I got this new article I wrote about Hillary Clinton. Can I come on your show and, 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 and give an interview about her? Yeah, that's fair and balanced over at Fox. We're going to have Dick Morris break down Hillary Clinton's speech. <laughs> Dick Morris. Oh, God. Anyway, back to the post. Uh, I have to read this because it it's so fucking childish. Do it. Tim Bream. Oh, here we go. Here it comes. Think of family here, people, and listen. Ugh. I did not get any ideas off of Sonic Third. Paul always says listen in interviews and live. This album sucks. There are no good fake freely guitar solos here. His solos are boring and lackluster. He has nothing musical to kiss. Tim, How fucking old are you? Tim, those are the kind of comments, honestly, that 
ruin your credibility. Uh, thank we, you. Thank we, you. We, 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 not, not, uh, not, we know you hate Tommy Thayer. Fine. It's absolutely fine. But to say the guy has no talent and that some of his solos and some of his licks aren't good or his riffs, come on, man. If no one's saying he's ace, no one's saying he's Bruce. Yeah, come on. Hence, and we'll, and this will be part of our fucking biography coming up. In 2019, the term ace cult was created because ace can never do any wrong and his replacement has always done everything wrong. Just fucking stop being a baby about it, dude. It's fucking way over the top. Let it go. Anyway, our buddy Jeff Trott. Guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth? Yeah, Trotsky. Great fun album. Baby, you and me, we're like TNZ. Like the dynamite. <laughs> That's awesome. TNZ. I like that. Daniel Peoples, which I think is Twisted Kister, real uh, name. Uh, just listen to the album again tonight. I have zero issues with it. Probably a top 10 Kiss album for me. 12th at worst. Everything sounds good on it to me. Wow. Oh, I finally agree with you. God damn. Uh, I'm telling you, old, there's a fucking boom cult out there. Our old buddy, Joe Decker. Yeah, Joe. I like stand. That is all. Let's go over to Instagram. We got a bunch of shit over there. Melander Philip. My first kiss album. Love stand and all for the glory. No. Hot damn Kenny boy. Aside from the lazy lyrics and shitty songs. Tom, he really stands out and shines on this album. <laughs> That's awesome. Over on our YouTube page, uh, Slurry God. Hey, guys. I just got through listening to the last two episodes. Wow, the D. Snyder one was a game changer for me. Completely changed my opinion about him. The reason you guys are batting a thousand percent with your guests is because you are great interviewers. Okay, fucking journalist. Thank you. Well, now, now we can't even accept compliments from people. <laughs> I'm doing the Jericho thing. What are you, a oh, journalist? Oh, oh, oh. I'm I like, you. no, we're not journalists. Okay, fucking Michael Jackson. What do you call us? <laughs> what are you, an entertainer? <laughs> yeah. With your you video cassette of- recorder? <laughs> you asked a lot of questions that people don't or won't ask. You ask it in a manner that the guest is not uncomfortable, giving you an honest answer. Much kudos to you both. And now, Thank On you. to the recent episode. I've got a side with Zeus 100%. Sonic Boom has aged well for me, and Stand is a great song. I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend, Glam Rock Bandit. Woohoo! Oh, boy. The moment I saw this title, this one, I knew it would be a good one. Having heard you guys mention the album previous episode, I knew that when this day come, it'd be an entertaining one. Sure enough, I was spot on. I actually saw this album release when I was a kid. I had just turned eight just before the release. Damn how time flies. But I unfortunately fell into those, who are these fakers wearing Ace and Peter's makeup? (laughs) Which I eventually grew out in a few years, but it affected my opinion on the album back then without a doubt. As I've matured, Mm -hmm. I found that this, while album isn't that bad to me, it's simply not one I revisit often. Do I like it? Of course. But is it a major favorite of mine? Not particularly. 
Yeah, Say Yeah is undoubtedly my favorite track on the whole album, especially given that I got to hear it live with Kiss. Hearing something that part of my early youth like that impacted me in a way I can't truly describe in words. But that being said, I can see or hear exactly what you mean with Paul's voice on this album. It's something that I have heard and couldn't describe what it was, but you guys hit it on the head. Oh, and I absolutely cackled at the MS Paint comparison for the album cover because I actually used that program for art way back when. You oh guys have me want to use that for an one-off drawing to show you that you can, in fact, make half-decent art on that program. Also, don't worry about security for me from deranged KISS fans. Being a bodybuilder has its perks. Oh, no. So I thought I'd be the one being security for people, if anything. Once again, what an episode. I'm going to have to go back and watch the monster episode now. Wow. Now, nice. you are not happen to be related to a one Marty White, right? <clears throat> nice. Our friend Patrick2420 says, this felt like an old episode when the banter and riffing between you two leaves the subject matter in the shadows. Tom, why do you have to ruin everything? So you have to tell me Britney Spears is going to shit her pants <laughs> in front of me? See? We did it again. She's gassy, Tom. No, she is not. She might be on meth, but I don't know if she's gassy. She has those meth teeth now. Tom has shit. Stop it. (laughs) A little off subject, but I got to read this. Paul Russell, 1596. Yikes. I fear Ace has dementia. I don't think that's funny. I think it's he's got more than dementia. My mom has it that she's no guitar player, but the cognitive decline appears in similar ways. He plays drunk and high countless times. This mm-hmm. is different. His new grifting girlfriend will have him on stage in a casket for a few quarters to roll in. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's awful. Yikes. Oh. Uh, Charles Bronson, you yellow belly punk. How can anyone say this is their worst album when Kiss Unmasked and Hot in the Shade exists? Oh, wait a minute. That's a hate crime right there. What? Wow. And then our good friend Marty White, stand by my side. I'll be next to you. Gee, thanks, Paul. You'll be next to me? Are you going to help me or is that just be next to me? Real heroes don't wait for somebody to stand next to them. They see somebody needs help, and they go to help them on their own. Seriously, Paul, what self-serving drivel. Can you imagine a fireman going out to put a fire and yelling at people who are trapped? Listen, I'm here to help, but first you must stand by my side. And Paul wonders why he's so easily mocked. Is this Marty White or is this Sinkin' Stanley? Exactly. Tom, over to you. All right. Let's finish up with a few emails. Once again, we got a ton of emails and feedback sometimes takes a long time, as you can tell, especially with album reviews. Uh, so let's see what we got here. Trent Bally, Tom and Zeus, thanks for my question of the week. Shout out with my Ace versus Paul. Would you rather? Tom is 100% correct that Sonic Boom is the worst Kiss album. And Zeus saying he has no skips on it is a crime. Aww. Even if Stand is an objectively decent song, it is a horrendous kiss song. 
It should have been on the B side of a Paul Stanley Soul Station charity event record. In hindsight, Sonic Boom was the beginning of the end for Paul and his voice. But as a 23-year-old Kiss fan, I can appreciate this album as one of the couple Kiss albums to be released during my lifetime. Cheers, Trent. P.S. When the fuck are you going to review Destroyer? Oh, boy. Stand by for that, my brother. Stand by. Exactly. Uh, we got a nice one from our buddy Rudy Doff. He had some things to say there, including some uh, Elvis correspondence back and forth with Zeus, which was very yeah. cool. That was cool. Thank you for that. And thank you again, Rudy. I thought I did it on the air, but if I did not, thank you very much. Rudy sent me a cool magazine for about Elvis. As much as I love my kiss, I got to put Elvis on top. That's okay. Uh, then we got a, a funny thing from Jim Riley here, who is apparently at the self-checkout of someplace, and he took a selfie of himself wearing a dorm damage T-shirt. So thank you for that, Jim. Those are the kind of things that put you in the goddamn Hall of Fame right there, brother. And then he follows up. I thought it was the fucking Lisa Sparks cameo. Well, that too. Uh, And then he follows up with, uh, I forgot that when the album was released at Walmart in Arizona. Oh, this is hilarious because I actually remember this happening similar around here. I forgot that when the album was released at Walmart in Arizona, I was there at midnight with my Kiss shirt (laughs) to grab the first one just like the old days. But they didn't have any of the Kiss albums out. Most of the people didn't know what I was talking about. It was a bust, but I eventually got it the next day. Can you imagine standing at Walmart at midnight with a Kiss shirt on? The doors open, and you're like, where the fuck's my Sonic Boom? And they're like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? When you're the butt of the joke in exactly. a, in a Walmart? It, right. Well, I mean, we love you, Jim, but yikes. It's not your fault. I mean, That's about you- as embarrassed as it's going to get, Jim. I mean, I wouldn't show up that place ever again. All right, here we go. Speaking of our buddy, the aforementioned Wesley Beach of the Plasmatics. Yeah, he wasn't happy. Zeus, you either had some bad clams (laughs) or took a really good edible to rank this hackneyed album ahead of both the infinitely better Asylum and Psycho Circus. Are you going to tell me that you prefer Eric Singer's pedestrian drumming on that album over Eric Carr's muscular and inspired drumming on Asylum? And Tommy Thayer's years of practiced ace licks over Bruce's fretboard pyrotechnics? Say it ain't so. I wouldn't define it as that. Uh, Those are words you use. But yes, the album, because albums are made up of songs, not drumming. If that was the case, I'd be the biggest Rush fan there is. Because there's no fucking better musicians than the probably the members of Rush. I like songs. The songs are better. Okay. He said, and then continues. Now, I don't begrudge anyone for their taste in music or their taste in women. Mm, you're a nicer guy than we are. That's what makes the world go round. But Zeus, buddy, you're way off base here. One thing neither of you pointed out was the overall sonics of this album. It is so compressed to make it as loud as possible, thus sucking all the dynamic range out of it. I remember. Ah, can I jump that. in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right. And I didn't realize right. that until when I put the songs in again, I saw the yes. fucking thing like off the charts. Yep. Pay attention to Monster when you get to it, as it suffers from the same thing. See, I Monster, I can really, really hear. Monster's worse. Cool. And Mo- guess Monster's who produced? Way worse. And guess who produced both of those? Paul Stanley. That's right. And then he says, "I like Unmasked better," and I don't even like Unmasked. And then he ends with, "In love is a deadly weapon, Zeus." <laughs> I love it. We we love we love Wes. We love we love Wes. Got a ton of great emails here. My God, let's read one from our buddy Gary Cap. Like you guys, I was excited when this album was to be released. When I heard Monday Delilah, I thought the rest of this album will be full of great tracks. Not so much. 
With 11 years in between albums, I thought Gene could have come up with better songs instead of recycled demos. Russian Roulette, Nobody's Perfect, and Hot and Cold are all demos from the 80s. I have them, and I believe Gary. Oh, Tommy's song is great. <laughs> Tommy's song is great. Eric's song is meh, and the rest of Paul's songs have lyrics that are borderline stupid. Now, this is funny, based on what Wes just said. The best thing about this album is the sound. I love the big sound. Just wish the songs were better, but maybe I was expecting too much from Paul and Gene, who were close to 60 at the time. All right, fair enough. And we're going to wrap up feedback on a relatively serious note here for the first time in uh, a long time on Shout Out Loudcast, but this warrants this. So this is from our buddy Stevie Flythe. Just wanted to send a message to you and to all the Loudcast family to say thank you. For those that don't know, my father passed away about a month ago. It's been tough, unlike anything I've ever been through. I remember an old episode of Shout Out Loudcast where you two talked about this Loudcaster community being like family, and it was proven to me over this time and still today. I received several messages from Loudcasters, including some that said, I know you don't know me, but you're a fellow Loudcaster, and we look out for each other. You have no idea how much all these messages mean to me. I haven't really been active here or on my podcast, just trying to get settled and feel like I want to again, but I will be back. Tom and Zeus, you should be proud not only of the great podcast you have created, but this awesome community you have created. It really is a family. God bless you all in eternal thanks, Stevie. Stevie, brother, love you. Hope you're dealing with this as best as you can. We know it's a huge struggle for you and your family. So God bless you, my friend. And from us and all the loudcasters, again, God bless. Love you, buddy. And you are the comment of the week, my friend. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm gonna be watching you. <laughs> Steve, we love you, buddy. You are a great guy. Our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family at this difficult time. And uh I just want to say maybe I should take back half of the comments I made about all you fucked hearts earlier. <laughs> No, you can't take them back. Two things can exist at once. It's okay. We can't be too serious on the show. We 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 uh we love your brother, but let's move on to more fucking pressing shit, like yes. bitching about shit. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But we don't want to bitch about this, and that is our Patreon family. Now there, you can find some cool people. Yes, we love you guys. Our Patreon family means a ton to us. You guys support the show and uh, consistently growing. Uh, there were a couple, and I, I don't want to, I think we've already thanked them, but I don't want to say some people have like, they had to step off for a little bit, but they've come back and we appreciate that. And, yep. you know, we're not going to say the names again, but we're again at the highest point we've ever been. Mm-hmm. And anybody else that wants to help increase that number, please go to our website. Go to him. (laughs) Now I'm going to have to fucking put that clip in. Shoutitoutloudcast.com. You go and you'll see Patreon right there on the website. Click that. It brings you right to the Patreon website. Or you can use the app or you go to patreon.com. You look under creators. You'll see Shout Out Loudcast. So when you go to Patreon, there'll be four tiers. Each tier, there's different things that we do. Uh, there's different monetary uh, parts to each tier. We have a ton of fun at Patreon. You guys support the show. 
we give you guys back some stuff, uh, merch, uh, input, uh, polls, uh, videos, all sorts of shit. But most importantly, you become part of the Patreon family. The comments, the message boards are priceless. It's a shit ton of fun. And there are different tiers. So if you want to find something that fits your financial needs and you can help the show out, please do so because it does help us out a lot and it continues to grow our show. We've got a lot of great stuff coming your way before the end of this year. You guys are going to fucking love it. A lot of that is because of Patreon and that support that you guys have been giving us. So please help. Please contribute. And uh, thank you so much, all you Patreon family members. We fucking love you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You guys rock. Thank you so much for all your contributions. It's amazing. Please, if you're interested, check us out. Patreon.com. Click on the Patreon link on our website. Download the app and check us out. And uh, become part of the amazing Patreon Shout It Out Loudcast family. Yeah, I just uh, got all the Patreon members caught up with stickers, uh, shirts, all those and stuff. So we got a couple other new things coming down the pipe. So you'll see things are going to get even better. Uh, thank you, Patreon. We love you guys. Now, Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World and talk about what's happening there. Other than them preparing for the tour, what's going on? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. They're, they're on, they're on break for a few more weeks before they hit, uh, Australia for a one-off show and then they go to Dubai for a one-off show. <laughs> Pick up some uh, DVDs. That, yeah. That, yeah, that's about it. Quiet. Pretty much pretty quiet. Uh, Peter made another appearance. I saw, mm-hmm. uh, he was with, uh, your buddy. He was in a photo with Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper. I saw, uh, yep. he made another public pants. Man, he looks good. I'm so he happy does. to see him. God love him. He I looks agree. Great. Yep. Uh, we, uh, we hope, I don't think he is, but we hope that maybe he can join all our friends over the kiss cancer goodbye event, which is coming up in Florida. And if you guys can go and contribute there, that'd be great. A lot of good acts over there. Our friends, uh, Bruce, Todd, uh, we got some, uh, some people from plush who are going to be there. Uh, yep. and, uh, he who should not be named will be there. And, uh, it, it should be a ton of fun. Go check that out. But other than that, Tom, it's a real quiet week. Yeah. Nothing going on. Very quiet. Surprise, surprisingly. Yeah. And the only thing I could think of too, there's a couple of anniversaries like Animalize alive this week. Uh, those who are out. And other than that, that's it. All right, Tom, we're going to have to take a break. Tell Ace to get ready because we're going to do a shout out loud cast uh, biography on him. Oh, shit. That fucking sounds great. Anybody going to do my hair? And uh, we'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Okay, we're back. Uh, Ace thinks he's part of this episode. We wish he was, but we're just going to be talking about him. He's the, well, what are you talking about? You told me it was going to be a profile. I've got my side profile, like those Sears robot class photos used to take. You know, the dual pictures. Give me a profile. I already picked up a couple packs of mellow yellow and some cashews to hang out with you guys. But all right, no problem. I'll see you soon. I'm also a fan of the planet's peanuts mixed nuts. <laughs> Pretty good. Unsalted, of course, because I got some blood pressure problems. Can't eat those Brazilian nuts. Back in 87, it chipped the tooth on one of them. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't see because when I smile, I don't really know what I'm doing with my mouth anyways. So. Uh, these band member uh, biographies that we do, we've done a few already. We've already done our friends uh, Bruce Kulik. Eric Singer, Mark St. John, and Peter Chris was the first one we did in our first year. This will be our fifth. And this one is on The Great Ace Fraley. And we're just going to do what we normally do, and that's just do a quick biography on him, talk about him, music that he was into, what he started as a band member, what he's done in KISS, out of KISS. And uh, then we're going to break down and rank the top 10 Ace Fraley KISS tracks. Yes, we are. All right. I sw- I'm sorry, people. I'm going to try to do this without doing all the impressions, but I can't oh, help it. I can't help it. Paul Daniel Ace Fraley is a- was born April 27th, 1951 in a small village in Pakistan. Uh, he was born in New York, like the rest of the KISS members. Uh, Bronx boy. <laughs> You hear that song I did? <laughs> Bronx Boy. It's a great tune. <laughs> um, his father was Carl Daniel Fraley, mom, Esther, Ann. And uh, I guess he was the youngest of three. Uh, on his dad's side, they were Dutch or something like that. They were immigrants. I don't know. Yep. Remember, I just remember reading Peter's book and all them saying, I thought he was Mongolian. Oh, God. Look at those old pictures. I mean, you know, not that we're trying to offend anybody, but he does look like he's got he doesn't look Dutch or whatever at all. No, he looks Asian. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yep. He's got uh, a sister named Nancy, a brother named Charles, who's a classical guitarist. And he goes by Chucky. Pretty good. Pretty good with a six string. Yeah. And supposedly Ace got a, a Christmas present in 64. 
And if you've read his book, he talks about it, how he was just never into school. He wanted to play the guitar and he just, that was his main thing. And he started getting into gangs and trying to pick up chicks. And supposedly that's where he got the nickname Ace because he was, I'm a good looking guy. I'm an ace with the chicks. What? That's what he said. No, I know. Just what a horrendous <laughs> fucking picking up chicks. He's an ace. I was getting ass all day long before he was <laughs> even a fucking big star. <laughs> you should have called me ass. <laughs> I don't know. But by age 13, I mean, he was already listening to rock and roll. Ace's influence were really rock and roll guys. He loved Zeppelin, Stones. Big Hendrix fan. Now, the funny thing is, if you read his book, and we're not talking, this isn't an episode about his book. He goes into a lot of detail about uh, getting in trouble with school, like not doing well there, in and out of gangs, fighting, trying to pick up chicks. And then he starts where he fucking goes around and starts like getting into concerts, sneaking in backstage, acting like he's part of the gig. And then roading for, I think it was for Hendrix's band at one point, too. Yes, he did. Yeah, imagine that. Yep. Yep. Hey, hey, Jimmy, my name is Ace. I'm going to be a guitar legend like you someday. (laughs) Oh, God. He joined some bands, and these are always on, like, the Kiss Trivia book uh, games. Uh, What are some of the bands that he's on? I guess they're Honey, uh, The Outrage, Magic People, Four. Yep. Roses, King Kong, and uh, Cathedral. He started playing gigs, and then he ends up dropping out of high school. And then eventually, he came back. And I remember reading that part in the book. And he did, yep. and he did graduate. And then he just started getting some odd jobs as he was doing music, and uh, kind of living living the life of a vagabond bum, right? And uh, I think he was like a taxi driver, like Paul. Uh, uh, delivered liquor, furniture deliver, mail carrier. These are some things he did, you know, basically to survive while he was getting his uh, rock star uh, off his career. Yeah, he was always playing guitar. Everything else was just killing time until he could land the right gig, which eventually he obviously did. Eventually joined a band called Malimo, and they actually had an album for RCA Records in 1971, which I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. And then comes the famous part. Yep. A friend of his saw an advertisement lead guitars in the village voice and showed the ad to Ace and flashing balls. <laughs> I got them. That's I me. Got, I got <laughs> both of them. And he went to East 23rd Street and he auditioned for somebody named Stanley Eisen, Heimwitz, and George Peter Chris fucking. Ryan Scott, fucking Michael <laughs> Cook, Chris Cola, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, and then yeah, what is and the, then if, what's the legend of him showing up? Go ahead. Yeah, the the legend is, and you hear you hear them talking about it. Of course, an extreme close up. You know, he shows up with one red sneaker, one orange sneaker. Kind of, yeah, this guy's spaced. You know, everybody yeah. knows that clip. Well, what happens with Gene when he talks about that in extreme close up? When he goes, I thought a, I thought a bum had walked in. <laughs> Gene just fucking burps. No one edits that out. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And then what does Paul say? It was Ace. <laughs> In the most, I don't know, effeminate man. Effeminate way. Yeah, it was Ace. 
Not eighth. There's a th in this. Eighth. Yeah, and the and the big thing is that he kind of looked a little uh, kind of out of whack, but as soon as he plugged it and played, they were like, "This is the fucking guy we want." Yeah, and the the legend goes it was Deuce, and he just started soloing over Deuce, and they're yep. like, "Fuck this guy!" And sorry, Bob Kulik, the gig is going to Ace Fraley. Yep. So Ace is uh, in the band. Uh, he starts, they, they work on the debut. He's got a couple, two songs that go into this. And the big classic, which we all know and love, is Cold Gin. But he won't mm -hmm. sing on it, which sucks, because it would have been great if he started in Kiss singing. Because then he would have a little bit more, I don't know, uh, at stake in the band and feel probably more of a leader instead of being like the background guy with him and yeah. Peter and then bitching about the other two guys taking the lead because yeah. Colgin was a big song for them. Yeah. And we always talk about when he first went by the time he did sing and then, then they started rolling off all these songs, all these albums with Ace songs and who would, if, if he was a regular part of the vocals from day one, yeah, who knows would have been, it would have been awesome. Cause I don't know. I'm a fan of Ace for all the shit we talk about, but I love the guy. Yeah. And what's great is I, I always think back at this point, and that is the fact that Paul says Ace was incredible, but at yeah. a certain point, he stopped getting better. But mm -hmm. when we're talking about this now, the debut, and then all of a sudden comes harder than hell, right through Alive and the rest, he is just fucking killing it. So now you yeah. get into the second album, and he's still bringing out songs. He's part. He gets credit for Parasite. He gets credit for fucking uh, Coming Home. And he gets credit for Strange Ways. Never mind his lead guitar work, right? Oh, geez, yeah. It's especially on Harder Than Hell. I mean, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna break down every single song that he's ever performed on, but everybody knows that his solos are fucking epic. And for me. Harder Than Hell is one of the standout albums for him. As I mean, we'll, we'll get into that when we do our top 10, but yeah. Yeah, and as the band continues to get bigger, we all know that the makeup went on and Ace's character is the spaceman because he loves space and he's spacing. He loves all that stuff. <laughs> I love science fiction movies and stuff like that. <laughs> a big, big fan of astronomy. <laughs> you that's why my band manager's last name is Astronomy. <laughs> Even though it's spelt a little different, but I said, close enough, Space Ace Astronomy. Makes sense. He likes to get smashed into outer space like I used to, too. <laughs> now, let's not forget the big thing here where Ace and Paul like to go back and forth on this. Ace designed the band logo. Yes. But, of course, Paul, but, but of course then Paul say, I, 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 it was I, it was refined I, by Paul. Yes, I defined it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that, then, that, that, that came up by Ace. But it also, how is the part where they're like, what's with the SS logo? <laughs> Shit. It's true. It's true. I don't know. So now still they, they're still moving on. Kiss isn't successful yet. They're touring. They're still doing music. But Ace comes back on the third album. He's, there he is. Getaway. Uh, he's got. Oh, yeah. He's got uh, Rock Bottom. He's a, a credit on, too, as well. Yep. Then they move to Alive. And probably we could stop here and Ace would still be a legend if we just yep. 
took his career to a live because the amount of people that picked up the guitar and say that he was, they were influenced by Ace Fraley. Oh God. Yeah. Is countless yep. right up to a live. Yep. This album itself made him a rock legend, a guitar God, a fucking huge influence. He may not be the best. He may not be the fucking top 50, whatever guitarist in the world, but I guarantee you, He's top fucking 20 influence on guitarist easily, in my opinion. No, yeah, totally. And especially when people heard alive, I mean, you you got to, I mean, obviously you got to hear the entire band kind of unleashed and raw, but you really, really got to hear Ace just lose his shit on these solos. Just fucking mind blowing. Yeah. And then along the way, his solos, he starts doing fucking crazy shit. Then he yep. starts putting the fire bombs in there and fucking his guitar goes on fire. He's got smoke bombs going off. He starts inventing stuff on his own as the band was constantly growing. Gene's doing blood. Paul's flying, whatever. The Peter's drums are going up. Ace has got the fucking guitar thing. Yep. And his reputation is really growing as a guitar player. All of a sudden now, after a live, they're starting to make some fucking money. Yeah, and then and then after the after a live, when they go right into Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun, that's, to me, that's when you really start to see some legendary solos and riffing from Ace Frehley with those three albums in a row. Yeah, he, but his only writing credit now comes up as Flaming Youth. Yes. But this is where the story changes for me. Yep. Because this is when he starts getting a little bit lazy. Yep. Now he's always had the reputation as being lazy. All the maybe Ace calls himself lazy. He knows he is. But they're always talking about the fact that he doesn't help out. He's fucking, I'm not carrying shit and whatever. And his personality is that of a joker and stuff. So and he's a lovable fucking mess. So people cut him some slack. Yeah. And because he's that kind of a personality, and he uh Gets to the point where he's not there and they bring ghost players in. And that's to me, the end. <laughs> that's what changes Kiss along the way. When Ezrin brings in Dick Wagner, things yep. change. The beginning of big changes coming up for Kiss. Yeah. And Ace is, uh, you know, at this point, getting his groove on, probably partying, drinking, doing his thing. But the band is getting bigger and bigger. And now, after the Alive going through, Beth taking off, now they get into really some hard rock and roll. And Ace gets to hang out and get an album produced by the great Eddie Kramer, although the they did the demo with Eddie Kramer. But now he has yep. a full album done by him. And it really brings out Ace. And that partnership, Ace and Eddie Kramer, really takes off. But as we're progressing and he gets to Eddie Kramer and rock and roll over, he has no writing credits. Right. So that's, I don't know, either falling back or building up his repertoire. I don't know, but he doesn't have any writing credits. Mm -hmm. um, so then he, you get into Love Gun and that's when everything changes for him. And that's when people finally hear him singing for the first time. And again, we'll get into the rankings in a minute. So Ace finally sings his first song on the album, and that is Shock Me, which we all know and love because Ace got 
shocked at some fucking concert. Hey, which which railing should I not grab? Oh shit. Yeah, that's right. Lakeland, Florida, nineteen seventy six. He got friggin' almost electrocuted to death. Hold this that, water. That, that, I'm gonna try to connect these two wires. <laughs> Is there a problem with electricity getting wet? Should what what do you think? A bad idea? I was watching the three stew just put together some wire on a TV show. <laughs> I'll try to do it just like that. Big fan of that song Curly Shuffle. <laughs> I almost put it on my solo album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great song. Got a really cool riff. I always like to put covers on my album. I'm gonna do next one. Jump in the saddles, the curly shuffle. <laughs> I thought the band name. Hey, Mo. <laughs> well, Tom, the legend continues to grow because by the next album, they do a live two. Yes. And uh, the legendary part in a live two, we're going to turn the microphone over to Ace Fraley. Shock me. Uh, mm-hmm. Ace once again builds on that legendary guitar god kind of um, reputation that he has with the Kiss Alive 2 album. Yeah, especially that solo and that whole performance, uh, just the audio itself. But then for us, as you get older and you start to get actually see footage and you just, you know, see the smoking guitar and his his movements and his just just the space aces in full glory in that 77, 78 era. Yeah. And what other thing I like about Ace is, you know, as the costumes start changing and he's got a variety of different costumes, some of them look like how the fuck is he performing in that? But he's got the. He's also that legendary Gibson guitar that he's always used. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, just That's fucking fantastic. Beautiful. Makes yep. it even cooler. So after a live two, they get into double platinum. Kiss is getting huge. But there are problems with the band. Uh, amongst them is mostly Ace and also Peter, to some extent, wanting to do their own thing. Need to get out. So then the idea gets formed. Let's do a solo album. The one with the least expectation was Ace's album. But he picked the best producer. That's right. And he grabs Eddie Kramer and he runs with Ace Fraley, the 1978 solo album, which we all know. And Ace outsold everybody. Actually, Gene says his outsold, which I don't know if that's accurate. But uh, Ace album surprised everybody. It It had a hit on it which was New York Groove, which you hear still to this day all over the place in sport games and all sorts of stuff. And Ace found this whole new level of confidence after that album. Yeah, and it was funny because, you know, we kind of mentioned it briefly before, but you had only heard him on Shock Me. You knew about his guitar prowess and what he could do, like in the studio and on the live albums, but now you have an entire album of just his vocals all original material and people like fuck this guy rocks this guy i mean we've reviewed the album you can go back and listen to what we think about it but i think that's why it was so stunning to kiss fans they were like how have you guys been hiding this guy not that the band was hiding him but to a fan they might think that he they were obviously it was his confidence and his inability or his lack of desire to want to sing but now this album comes out and it's like what the fuck dude and of course kiss isn't stupid They took advantage of that popularity with the next two albums. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is now they get back and try to 
get super kiss and the return of kiss comes back. But they've also had the fucking misfortune of trying to do the, the kiss meets the phantom where nobody really took it serious. Eight thought it was yep. a joke. He didn't want to even be in the band. He thought this was terrible. Uh, you had black ace really in the movie, <laughs> yep. uh, you know, and it was just not a good look. So they come back with dynasty as their attempt. But this time, Ace all of a sudden has three songs on the album. And not only yep. just three songs, but two of them he wrote. And one was a cover. Obviously, we know about 2000 Man. He also did Hard Times and Save Your Love. Ace has got some major confidence going. Life is good. But, uh, you know, he's still unhappy. Drugs and alcohol are really kind of taking over. But success in the band is really at his high point, probably at this point. Yeah, it's kind of a weird time for the band because, like you said, the band is is peaking, is huge, but Ace has kind of got already one foot out the door. Um, and you got to wonder, was putting three songs on those albums a way to appease him and make him feel more part of the band? Or was it something he's like, hey, I'll stay if you do this? Uh, we'll never know. But, I mean, I'm happy that they're there. I'll tell you that. They move on to the popish Unmask in 1980. Once again, Ace has three fucking songs. Yep. Talk to me, two sides of the coin and torpedo girl. You'll see in the rankings. I don't think they're as strong. I think they, this is the point probably where they're like, we'll let Ace do three songs. And, uh, they actually, I believe released talk to me as a single, which I'm not sure they've did that before. I don't believe they did. So that's his first single. They get a chance to do that. And Ace has still got one foot out the door. Peter is now basically gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they move on to music from the elder, which, as we know, legend goes, P- Ace wanted no part of this. Yeah, he wanted nothing to do with this. The concept album, this whole orchestral shit, you know, the, the falsetto, the lack of just being a straightforward rock album ace had difficulties dealing with bob ezrin the record indicates that ezrin cut out a lot of aces solos that he had recorded for uh the elder so at this point i mean it, it was ready to explode and it, and, it, and it did because unfortunately this is kind of was the end of the ace and the original kiss yeah and what ends up happening next is basically killers and creatures of the night which yep. he did nothing on <laughs> yep. and uh because of contractual stuff with the record label, they put his face on Creatures of the Night, but he had nothing to do. He had some performance videos that he played on, but he had nothing to do with those albums. By this yep. point now, Ace is like, I got to leave or I'm going to die. Along the way, he's having car accidents. He's all sorts of fucking drug and alcohol problems. He's a fucking disaster. He's been quoted as saying, like, if he didn't leave, he was going to die. So yep. he needed to get out at this point. Yep. So I remember this, Tom, reading magazines about Ace Frehley coming back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. So what I first heard was basically Frehley's comment. And yeah. I remember seeing the videos and the 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 um, print ad and then the one with him on, with that Z guitar and the fucking speakers. Yep. I'm like, oh, my I God, that. that's what he looks like. And Frehley's comment coming out. And he created Fraley's comment, 
with the uh, late great John Regan, Todd Howarth, yep. and uh, his old buddy Anton Fig, who played on his solo albums and on uh, the Kiss albums, Dynasty, basically, and Unmasked. That's right. So, uh, Ace comes back. He releases Fraley's Comet, which did pretty good. Uh, I think he got signed to a record label around that time, if you remember, Tom. Yeah, I'm not sure what record label it was or who did it. I don't know if maybe we can try to figure that out, but I think it's pretty well known. Yeah, and uh, he uh, released the next one, which was Second Sighting. And then uh, there was also that Live Plus One that he did. And then he released solo albums after that. No more Fraley's comment. Uh, He ends up releasing Trouble Walking 89. And then takes a break. And trouble walking in '89. That's when people started to hear. You started to get some whispers because there was a guest appearance by Peter on that album, uh, and then Ace was a guest on Peter's solo album that he did on his own. So yeah, and then they had the know, Bad Boys tour. The, the, the right, the Bad Boys tour back in '95, um, which was kind of interesting because we all know what came next. Yeah, and basically they show up at the. Uh, convention and do kiss unplug as a kind of one-off but we knew what was going to end up happening uh yep they come out uh, unplugged is a huge success and then the reunion comes and for yep. a little bit we we're all believing that there was going to be a happy ending they all looked happy for a little while they're all getting along ace was in a good place he was playing great he was happy he was doing his shit and then unfortunately like all things in kiss the four of them just can't get along. Yeah. They record Psycho Circus. People are excited. Four original people are back. And then obviously that came out, that comes out in 98 pre-internet. So we didn't know, but now we all know that Ace and Peter were barely involved in the album. Ace yeah. did have a pretty kick-ass song, Into the Void, uh, which I think was a pretty freaking cool song, which ironically is believed to be the only song on that album where all four members actually played together. Uh, which was kind of cool that Ace had a really kick-ass track on that album. Yeah, and what ends up basically happening is the they do the farewell tour, and I was like, yeah, farewell to you, <laughs> but yeah, not farewell exactly. to Kiss. Uh, but even that, Ace claims he wanted to leave. He wanted to be done. So Ace leaves, and then he goes back to his solo career. And what you get from Ace going out forward, you get Anomaly in 2009, Space Invader in 2014, Origins Volume 1 and 16, Spaceman in 2018, Origins Volume 2, 2020. And currently, he's releasing an album uh, with uh, friend Steve Brown being producer. And uh, He Who Should Not Be Named might be playing on a couple tracks there, too. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And, and during this time, too, Ace is also touring out there. He's playing with a lot of our uh, friends uh, between... Zach Throne, Phil Schaus, uh, Jeremy Asbrook, and uh, Ryan Michael Scott, fucking Rodham Clinton, Kulik Lane, Simmons Tweed. And uh, Ace is still on the road to this day uh, yeah. doing his thing. Uh, and along the way, there's been incidents, all sorts of fucking rumors, stories, bullshit. He's uh, currently uh, talking about possibly going on the last concert with kiss who knows if he's going to play in that chances are he's not along the way he's 
loved Paul, had him play on his album and loved Gene. And then his girlfriend accuses Gene of something. And then he fucking wants to threaten Paul on Eddie Trunk show. He's got all sorts of fucking shit going on right now, unfortunately. Yeah, the last few years have been less than stellar for for some chapters in his career. You know, earlier this year, we did we dedicated a couple episodes to Ace's crazy appearances on Eddie Trunk with threats and ultimatums. And we talk about Ace every week just because he's touring and he's always a, a funny guy to talk about. You know, we love him. But I think it was just last week we talked about how serious it appears his condition may be. And just we're, we hope for the best. But I just don't think he's surrounding himself with people that have his personal best interests in terms of his health and well-being at hand. And, you know, it's a, it's alarming. Yeah. it's And we hope that we're wrong, but I think he really needs to get his personal shit together because he's not very healthy these days. Right. And uh, I can't speculate to why, but whatever. And on a personal level for a while, Ace was married to a Jeanette Fraley. They had one child together, Monique. Ace uh, uh, adores and brings her up often. And uh, interviews and stuff. He has a good relationship with her. So I'm happy for him for that. Uh, And along the way, after Jeanette, he's had some ins and outs. Uh, We know about the drama he had with my girlfriend, Rachel. She she busted my balls. And uh, he's got a little crazy. (laughs) And he's got a new and he's got a new girlfriend who I believe is his fiance named Laura. Uh, You can't miss her because if you go on his website or. His videos, she's there. You'll see her. Uh, yeah, she never met a camera she didn't like. <laughs> and uh, well, we all wish Ace well, and we hope, hope he gets healthier and can perform like he used to be able to perform. Because right now it's a little rough. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's it's just not good. Yeah, just some not final good. thoughts. Uh, I, I his book, I read it. It, it, it's a tough read. Let me just tell you. Just it's shit. a it's a it's. What do you want? I don't even remember writing it. You thought that I shit. had a ghost player on guitar? I had a ghost writer do that for me. Ah shit! Did, did that happen to me? No, Ace. That was Peter. Ah fuck! Uh, okay, I should probably take that out of the book, huh? <laughs> uh, no regrets. If you want to pick up that book and read about it, uh, go ahead and do so. But basically for us, the overall thing for Ace, when you think of Ace Fraley Kiss member, you think of that rock guitar sloppy player that inspired thousands and thousands of musicians to pick yep. up the guitar. Yep. Never was formally trained, picked everything up by ear and just played it his way and just loved rock and roll. He was the rock guy. In Kiss, yep. straightforward rock and lovable guy. Everybody thinks he's fucking hilarious. Everybody that meets him wants to do an impression of his voice. Got that eh. infectious laugh. And unfortunately, there's that bullshit that you have to either like him or Tommy. You don't. You can like both. And uh, for some people out there that can't separate the two, that's on them. But I can love Ace and I can love current Kiss. I don't have yep. to pick sides. Yep. Yeah. To me, I mean, I'll always love Ace. I mean, I, I obviously were older Kiss fans. So the original lineup, that original 70s era is, is what we love and just what brings us all the joy and nostalgia. And 
you know, we'll always love Ace for all the shit we give him, for all the things we tease him about, and the joking. He's Ace, and he's he's a fucking he's a god, he's a legend, and the, you know, the, we'll always we'll always love him. The thing that always bugs me about him is, I believe Paul said it best that he just stopped growing as a guitar player after a certain point, and he could have been one of the greatest, but he just fucking lazy, alcohol, drugs. Unfortunately, it just didn't go the way it could have gone for him and if all four of them stayed together who knows what could have happened let's be blunt they took off earliest you can say is 75 and by 79 they're already down in their decline almost 1980 you would say yep exactly that's not a lot of time nope right not at all and so unfortunately ace is uh uh not as big or uh prominent in the music world as he probably could have been i agree yeah i think that's the problem is that for non-kiss fans his legacy is not what it should be um it, it it he should be regarded as somebody that everybody knows who he is and he should be up there with, with some of the legends because of what he can do and because of his influence more than anything yeah i think the influence part will definitely be his legacy yep all right so tom what we do is we rank our top 10 A songs. So when we give our top 10 here, Tom, it could be an A song that he wrote. It could yep. be an A song that he sang. It could be an ace guitar solo from a song. Yep. yep. Right? So Okay. All right, Tom, I'll begin this one. Number 10 for me. This is really hard, but I'm going with Rip It Out. At number 10? Yeah. Ew! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I love the song, uh, okay. but it's probably my third favorite song on that album. Okay. Uh, number 10 for me, I'm going with this one, not only because of the insane solo, but because of his vocals. And it's one of the standout tracks on a much maligned album. And that is Dark Light from The Elder. The solo is fucking insane. And uh, I just think it's a cool song. Or it's Sodom and Gomorrah. The Malevolent Order. <laughs> yep. Number nine for me is a very different one, which we probably forgot. And that is off the box set. It's my life. Nice. The duet that he does with Gene Simmons. Yep. He comes in and sings that part. Oh, it's fucking so cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. Uh, this list was really hard for me. Just, there's so many different things to pick from, from Ace's contributions. But number nine, I'm going with one of my favorites. Off of the many tracks from Unmasked, and that is Talk to Me. Love it. I've always loved this song. Number eight for me, Tom, it's a song you know and hate, and that's Let Me Go Rock and Roll. Ace fucking rips it on that. I will give you that. The guitar on that is incredible. Unbelievable. Yes. Yes. And if you want to talk about things, talk about the fucking alive version of that song. I'll give you that. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. So that's my number eight. Nice. All right. Number eight for me. Um, I'm going to veer off here a little bit because it's not something that he wrote or sang, but it's something he contributed to. And that is the solo from Calling Dr. Love. I'm putting that at number eight because we d- we haven't done an A solo episode. Who knows if we will. But his solo from Calling Dr. Love is fucking absolutely bonkers. I love it. And it's Calling Dr. Love. Number seven for me, I'm going to go 
with a song I know you hate, New York Groove. Love it. Wow. Okay. I think I'm in the minority. I think most people do like that. Uh, seven for me. One of my favorites off the many tracks he has on Dynasty. I'm going with Hard Times. Love this one. I was uh, first of all, I love Dynasty. Can't wait until we eventually get to that album review, but great one from Ace here. Okay. Number six for me, Speeding Back to My Baby. Fucking right. love it. It's the best track on the Ace album. The guitar, oh, okay. that, that, that solo that he does. It's just a cool song. Yep. All right. Six for me, um, primarily because of the solo. Although he did have, he does have the writing contribution to it, but it's the solo that puts us at number six. And that's Parasite. Yeah, that is that song is so fucking heavy and ahead of its yep. time. Yep. All right, number five for me. I listened to this the whole ride picking up my daughter from school. I kept leaving it on repeat because yep. I just love the song so fucking much, and I was listening to it today. And the only thing I could think of, never mind, just the Gene vocals, was the ace fucking guitar fills and the outro Mm -hmm. and that's plaster caster i fucking love his work on that song at the end it's awesome i agree uh number five for me you already had this one i'm putting speeding back to my baby at number five that's love the song and huge nostalgia for me too i remember i remember really really gravitating toward this when the album came out uh Number four, that is Rocket Ride. What a riff. That's, all, that, that's also my number four. Yep. Great riff, huh? Number, absolutely. Yep. That's my number four. Number three, I'm going to change this up because we haven't done this album yet. Okay. And it has no bearing on whether I'm going to put this ahead on Dynasty when it comes up. I'm going to just say, because you've already done it, I've, I'm going to pick the I'm going to pick the song you've already done. And that's Hard Times. The hard time. I think okay. the lyrics on that is a smart, well-written song, fun rock song. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. stupid. No, I agree. It's a great song. Uh, number three for me is another performance on a song that I love, but his solo, it's it's not my favorite solo, but again, we're not, we're not doing a solo episode, but this would be near the top, and that is Deuce in his solo in Deuce. Yeah. Just one of the fucking greatest, whether it's the studio or the live version, but the, 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 that solo is just, oh my God, I love it. Love it. And to think that that was their debut album. Oh, God. Number two, I'm going to go with Save Your Love. Mm, nice. And I'm not saying that's better or the best on Dynasty. I don't know. I'm just switching it up because you had taken hard times earlier. So okay. I'm close together. Okay. Save- my number one and two are easy. Um, Number one is there for multiple reasons, but that's why number two is at number two. But number two is Rip It Out. I know you love that song. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Great riff. And obviously the drums. It's just a great chorus. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. To me, it, it's a very strong ace yep. lyrics, guitar, vocals. Great job. Number one for me, Tom. I When I think of this, I think of this more than anything of ace and he doesn't sing it. It's a quintessential song played from the debut all the way now. And it's all ace. And that's Cold Gin. Not only the lyrics and the performance by Gene, but that guitar, I feel that riff 
has been mm-hmm. stolen 500,000 times in songs going on. So yep. when I think of Cold Gin, I, I think of Ace. It's not his best song. Not even no. close. Not even one. But I think of Cold Gin as the typical Ace wrote it. And that guitar is all him. And it's been mimicked and copied all these all these years. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, my number one is probably my favorite Ace song. My favorite Ace solo but I'm going to add a little extra to this. I'm going to throw in the fact that I'm going with the Alive 2 version of Shock Me because of the extended crazy solo. And, of course, the song starts off with, we got a little surprise for you tonight. We're going to turn the microphone over to Ace Frehley. And then the end of the song says, Ace Frehley lead guitar from Paul, sandwiched in between the epitome and pinnacle of Ace. Shock me live with the insane solo. That's where I'm going with number one. That's what I think of when I think of bass. Gotcha. So let's do some honorable mentions. All right. Okay. So for me, an honorable mention would be shock me. I just not a big fan of the song, although that riff itself has been copied a million times too. I don't understand how you can have a top 10 ace list and not have shock me. I just, I think it's fucking vastly overrated. It's good. It's ace. The the solo is fucking come on. Yeah. Okay. I love that solo. The other one would I probably have is uh, dark light. Yep. The solo just because of the solo. And then finally, I would probably have uh, 2,000, man. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. All right. What are your top three uh, honorable couple, mentions? A couple honorable mentions for me. Honestly, I'm going to throw in Into the Void from Psycho Circus. I love that okay. song. I think that's I think that's a nice ace song. Okay. I like that. Uh, and then I'm going to go with another one of my favorites off Unmasked. That's two sides of the coin. I love those Unmasked songs. Your last? I would probably go with... We haven't done Dynasty, so I don't want to say too much about it, but I would I would go with Save Your Love. Okay. Yeah. I cannot believe you did not pick you wanted the best. Because it's not your place. <laughs> Dude, that's a fucking joke. No, it's I know it is, but that should have been on your friggin' list just for that. <laughs> oh, uh, well, we're not done yet, Tom. We are now going to rank him as when we do favorite members. So we have done Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Mark St. John, and Peter Chris. Tom, do you have your ranking so far? I do. Um, I have Mark St. John at four, Eric Singer, Peter Chris, and Bruce Kulick at number one. Rank this is This is really hard because I love Bruce. We met him, hung out with him. I love his work with 80s Kiss, you know, Revenge, Carnival Souls. Just don't know how I can not have Ace at number one right now. I, I just, just oh, the, it's fine. The, you know, I love Bruce, but the influence and impact of Ace, and and if Bruce is listening, which I hope he is, I don't think he's going to have a problem with me putting you know the the OG ahead of him. And and I'm struggling to do it because I love Bruce, but I'm, I'm putting Ace at number one. Dude, Bruce would put Ace number one. I know, I know. Uh, well, that's that's your selection, Tom. All right. Yep. So yep. for me at number four, I have uh, Mark St. John, then Eric Singer. Uh, then Bruce Kulick, and then Peter Chris at number one. Yep. Tom, I'm putting Ace Fraley at number three. Behind Bruce. Okay. I'm having it as Peter Chris, Bruce Kulick, Ace Fraley, okay. Eric Singer, Mark St. John. If this was 1985, 86, when I got back into Kiss and loved it, he would be 
really just slightly under Peter. Yeah. He was my favorite after Peter for years. Yep. yep. For years. And just God bless him, the attitude, the stuff and stories we've heard and stuff. He just doesn't endear me. I love the legend. I love that. Like when you talk to musicians, how much they love him and how much he's influenced their, him by his guitar playing. So for that, I, I, I still have a soft spot for him. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, I think, that far on a limb to say, I like Bruce. It's a great guy and I love his music. Fair, fair. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight you on that one. All right, Tom, let's go to question of the week. All right. Question of the week comes from Facebook. Brett Roscoe. New listener playing catch up with the album reviews and new episodes as they come out. Love it all. Thank you guys. Got a question for you. What do you think happens on December 3rd, the day after the final show? Do they all go their separate ways? Do they announce a new product like a Blu-ray or a box set from the tour? They do solo projects. Kiss 2.0. Do they announce a comeback tour? What's next? Kiss will announce something in about two weeks from that date. Right before the holidays, they'll put something out. They're going to take a week or two off, I think. And then they'll announce what's coming up so that Kiss Tards, I mean, Kiss fans can go out and spend money on Kiss things. There'll be a box set, an off the soundboard, or maybe. Uh, the new Kiss Cruise coming down the pot. Who knows? But they will announce something, in my opinion, but a couple of weeks. Give some breathing room. I think you will see nothing but taillights from Paul Stanley. I think that's it. There's no Kiss 2.0. There's no nothing. I, I mean, well, I shouldn't say there's no Kiss 2.0. I just think that that's the end of the band. And I, I, I've been saying this for a few years now. So forgive me if you've heard me beat this dead horse. COVID fucked this up so badly for Paul. He is counting down the minutes to December 2nd because he is going to take off those boots and that makeup and be like, toodaloo, motherfuckers. And I think that's it. And then you're going to see nothing uh, nothing but orange juice pasta and fucking electric bikes. And that's it. <laughs> that's what I think. But, of course, they're definitely going to capitalize on it and put some kind of DVD, Blu-ray box set collection to to you know for the end of the road the final show and all that stuff they'll definitely do that yeah but great question though i agree uh tom where can people find us if you want to be question of the week or be part of our mailbag episode which usually comes up sometime around the fall please submit a question to us we read them all we have a little uh bank a little big giant sack of mailbag questions for you guys but you can start by going to our website at shoutoutloudcast.com you can send us messages directly from there. We get them in the form of an email. Uh, you can listen to all of our episodes, Shout It Out Loudcast, Dorm Damage, Album Review Crew, Zeppelin Chronicles. You can click on the links for our Amazon shopping links, our Patreon, our merch, our social media. Everything is right there. And again, you can send us the mes- messages directly from that website. You can also comment on individual episodes, which is really cool. We try to urge people to do that. But if you want to send us a message the old-fashioned way, please use our email, shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. And please send us questions, especially, like I said, question of the week, mailbag, comments on the episodes. We read them all. We say this all the time. We can't get to everything during the episodes, or the episodes will be even longer than this one already is. So please do that. And, of course, check us out on our social media, X, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. 
TikTok threads, all that stuff. Please check us out. And uh, again, a huge thanks to all of our Patreon. Please, we love you guys. Check us out on Patreon.com, download the app, or use our the aforementioned website link. And we always like to say that we are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. Tom, people can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us one of those five-star child reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, wherever you can do that. It's a great help to the show. What are the ways to help us? Join our Patreon family. Give us a five-star child review. Go to our merch store on our website and go to our Amazon store on our website as well. Great ways to help the show. Uh, Please. And Tom, what we like to do is we always like to end on famous last words. Do you have any? Oh, yeah. Now look up. Well, the skies are black and they're getting darker all the time. Watch out for the things that you believe in. You're going to be attacked. (laughs) We'd go to school and then we'd cut out, go to the park and I'd space our heads out. We'd call it fun. But there was some doubt hanging out down in the city. Hey, Tom, hey, Loudcasters. Hey, uh, Kiss Army. Hey, uh, Ace Cult. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Guys, you're the best. Thanks so much. We love talking about band members, especially Ace. Great stuff. Zeus, as always, my friend. Thank you. Hey, peace out, Girl Scout. I was so drunk. All I wanted was a filet of fish. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.